Hello and welcome to the Mission Inspire podcast, a production of the National Medal of Honor Museum Foundation. My name is Mo Barrett, a leadership speaker and retired Air Force Colonel. Today I'm joined by our museum's board chair as we both welcome a very special guest to the podcast. Charlotte, I know you are as excited about this as I am. Here are a few hints. She's a brilliant businesswoman, a former professional wrestler, an expert storyteller, a tremendous supporter of the National Medal of Honor Museum. She's the chief brand officer for global entertainment and media powerhouse, the WWE. It is our pleasure to welcome Stephanie McMahon to the Mission Inspire podcast. Thank you so much. Um, Stephanie, especially thank you to you for joining us today. And we've got Charlotte. And I was just saying before we hit record that these are these two power hitter women that could both kick my butt. That's why we're doing this virtually. So I'm so <laughs> grateful for that. So, um, I, I, Stephanie. I've been on the receiving end of many butt kickings. I am grateful that we are not in person as well, Mo, because I have a feeling <laughs> your training would absolutely overtake mine. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't wait. We, I would love to meet you guys in person too, but I am thrilled for all of our listeners who get to hear this is going to be a great conversation. Um, so let's jump right into it. Stephanie, WWE is your family's business and you both know what it's like to be in the family business. As I understand, you guys are both in the family business. Um, but wrestling has been in your family since the 1950s and you've been involved with the organization since you were barely a teenager. So is this something you always knew you wanted to be part of, this organization? You know, it is because I love everything about WWE. I mean, the impact that we make. It's our mission to put smiles on people's faces. And when you have the chance to really see those smiles up close and personal, there's just nothing better. You know, people used to stop my dad on the street when we were, you know, going to the movies or whatever it was and ask for his autograph. But they would always say thank you. And they would say, thank you for the generations of, of entertainment. I watched with my grandmother, my grandfather, or my parents, or whoever it was. And now I'm watching with my kids. And the coolest part is that now people are coming up to me and my husband and saying the same thing. And when you can have that kind of an impact, you know, when you bring people together for generations, I think that's um, it's, it's a privilege to be a part of an organization that can do that. That's a great legacy to carry on, and so that's awesome. And you guys heard it here. Vince McMahon goes to the movies like the rest of us. That's fantastic. <laughs> when I was a kid, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> All right, so now that a majority of your work is outside the ring, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if there's any spoiler alerts, but I'm going to assume that most of your work is outside the ring now. Can you tell me a little bit about your role and in, in what you do in the community outside the ring? Absolutely. So I'm the chief brand officer for WWE, and... I'm responsible for our overall um, sales and sponsorship business, marketing, um, entertainment relations, gaming, and of course, community. And WWE has a long history of giving back almost since our inception. We have four key pillars. They are um, inclusion, empowerment, service, and hope. And, um, you know, Make-A-Wish Foundation, we've had a relationship with almost since their inception for over 40 years. Uh, we have a partnership with Special Olympics that goes back to when I um, volunteered in high school uh, for a part of the World Games. Um, we have partnerships with Boys and Girls Clubs of America, um, GLAAD, Ad Council, um, you know, you name it, right? We, we have partners in, in every bucket and we are so incredibly proud 
that we are now a partner of the National Medal of Honor Museum Foundation. And we have the chance to amplify and tell these heroes' stories across all of our platforms. And the reason why that's so important um, and or why we feel like we can be the right people to help is because we're the number one sports channel on YouTube. We, have, we reach over a billion homes around the world. We're available in 30 different languages. We are the number one sports channel on TikTok. Um, nine out of the top 15 most followed female athletes on social media are WWE superstars. So to, to you, and then of course our, our broadcasts and our telecasts and our streaming events, I mean, it's, you know, it's big. And that's the whole point. How do you use that platform? You know, and we want to use it to tell these stories and educate everyone as to who these people are and what they accomplished and what it stands for and what it means. I love that. I love that you're using your platform, um, not just to promote within, but to promote these stories. So that's actually leads me into my next question. Thank you so much for that segue. Um, so this is both of you for Charlotte and for Stephanie. Um, so much of the American story is about our heroes, the heroes in our history, whether they are nationally known or working behind the scenes in their community, maybe not getting the spotlight they normally would. So whether it's in the battlefield or on the gridiron or in the ring, it's about those heroes who are, just like you said, Stephanie, inspiring the next generation to find their own greatness within themselves. And so that sounds like a thread that runs through both the museum and the Cowboys and the WWE. So did that, is that what helped make this partnership uh, basically a no-brainer for both of you? I'm going to let Charlotte go first because I've talked so much already. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, no, no, I, I tell you what, Mo, and it's, it's, it's a privilege to be on here with Stephanie because um, we, we have similar roles in our, our family business, and it's really empowering to see an incredibly brilliant, beautiful, uh, smart female leading their organization and really creating all of this powerful impact in our community. And, and I think that's what it's about. It's, it's one thing to build a business. It's another thing to build an, a business and be an example of American exceptionalism. And that is certainly what the McMahon family is all about. And to, to be able to do what they do to create these incredible stories, but they do so because they stand upon the shoulders of the people that we don't actually see. And that's the men and women in uniform who are protecting our democracy so we can go create and visualize, entertain and create business that gives back to build our country. And that's why this, this, this relationship is one, so authentic and then two, so meaningful. And, you know, as Steph met, mentioned that, you know, they're, they're in every country in the world. And I, I think one thing that is really significant about the stories of these recipients is that over 600 of them are immigrants. Um, they didn't come from the United States and they fought for our country and to be able to tell their stories on this kind of stage. Um, as you mentioned, uh, Stephanie lives in a world of superheroes, if you will. Um, and maybe I do too, a little bit when you talk about the gridiron. Um, but these heroes, they don't wear capes, they wear dog tags. And they are the ones that are sacrificing every day, sacrificing family experience, everything for us. And this just gives us a chance to pay it forward. And not only to say thank you, but hopefully to inspire millions of other very common people to do very uncommon things. And that's what makes our country great. And that's what makes this partnership so special. I love that. It has been an inspiration to me and I am in awe of her. I look up to her. She is just um, a remarkable human being. And 
you know, Charlotte laid out sort of how our, our families are aligned and how we do work together. Um, and the Jones family has done so much to give back in so many different ways. Um, and again, it is inspiring and I try to follow her lead. Um, for WWE, uh, there's so many stories I wanna tell. Our service pillar used to be only dedicated to first responders. And we changed that to, to make it more broad so that we could honor and make aware the, the goals of local heroes as well. Um, so it's the local community efforts. It is of course the first responders and it is of course the men and women in uniform. We have um, gone and done handshake tours. We've put on uh, WWE, we call it tribute for the troops. We've gone to the front lines to actually put our show on for our troops, for the men and women in uniform. And as a way to say thank you, to let them know that they matter. And some of the stories that I heard of some of the things that, that some of our talent read written in the bathroom stalls, you know, when you're so far away from home and, and you're not feeling that personal connection and to know that, that we helped bring a smile to their faces by, by going and just saying, thank you. Um, I've been a part of the USO uh, board for, for quite some time. It was the USO Metro board and now they, they've combined and I've been to Walter Reed and I've had the chance to speak to so many who have lost so much and all they wanna do is get back and keep serving. It's so mm -hmm. humbling. I mean, and, and they, they don't wanna take credit you know, for, for the work that they've done. They just wanna get back out there and do it. And it is the ultimate sacrifice in so many cases and not just for them, but then their families, yeah, you know, right. their, their children and their spouses who are home just, just waiting for them. And I, I can't imagine what that takes. And these stories just, they, these people, they need to, they need to have their stories told. They need to be recognized. They need to be honored. We need to inspire more. Um, so we're just, we are, we're so proud to, to be a part of that. Well, and I love that, but I, you know, so, so this, you guys both say so many things with just golden gems, but I, I'm going to highlight one thing is this is not lost on me that there are three women doing this interview right now. And I love the fact that you, you, uh, you are, you both have three kids. Um, Stephanie, I know you have three daughters and I know Charlotte, you have a daughter. I love the example that you are setting for not just your daughters, but for everybody's daughters. And so I, so thank you for that. Um, just you are powerful moms and powerful forces with which to be reckoned or some grammatically proper way to say that. But the other thing is when, when service members are deployed or anytime we're away from home, the one thing we always seek is that normalcy. And I will say, having been deployed, when you get to watch an NFL football game or you get to watch a wrestling match put on by the WWE, that feels normal. So not only does it bring a smile, it brings normalcy to an otherwise chaotic world where people are, you know, shooting at you and you're getting told what to eat and what to wear and who to wear it with. So thank you for the normalcy that you provide in addition to the smile. So that is my thank you to you and, and what you provide. So and when you go and do those outreach and I'll call it the ground game, right? So you're on the ground action and you're you're putting on the, the, the show, whether it's the USO or going to see people at Walter Reed or Bethesda. Um, I want to know personally and to the organization writ large, but personally for each of you, why is that important? Why is going and meeting people where they are? Why is that important to you? You know, I, I think it's, it's so important to be able to establish an authentic connection with the people that you're trying to reach, whether they're, they are watching on television or they're, they're, they're being, um, 
inspired, hopefully, but have an aspiration uh, to elevate themselves in some form or fashion, or, or maybe it's just the respite, right? It's back to your normalcy um, right. comment that, um, you know, our, our job is to take people away from the daily grind of, of life and the challenges that they face every day, whether it be paying bills or, or fighting for our country or, or whatever that true challenge is. And, and bring just a, a minute of, of unity, a minute of hope, a minute of, of enlightenment, or, or maybe just a minute of, of showing a little bit of, of struggle and getting knocked down and getting back up and, you know, facing some adversity that, that maybe that's really, you know, the true value of what we provide. And being able to have that kind of intimate connection uh, is really important. And meeting people where they were, either be it physically with people in the stadiums or at the hospitals or wherever it might be that our journey takes us to that intersection, that that, that place is, is sacred. And it's our responsibility to treat it as such. And, you know, there's not a day that goes by that I that I take that for granted is, is people's interest in who we are, but also uh, the responsibility that we have in the position that we're in um, to, to give that, you know, to give back, to, to bring that hope and, and maybe just to bring that, that aspiration um, as well as that inspiration. And it's just like the purpose of, of this museum. Although the museum itself is, is about a vault of values of, of what was it in the character of these men and women that allowed them to do something extraordinary in their life. Right. Now they, they represent so much more than the 3,500 recipients who have received the medal. They stand for the 40 million men and women who have served and continue to serve to protect us. And how do we do that in storytelling? And, and staff is, is so great in what they do. It is about storytelling. And yep. if we can, this is not about the conflict, it's about the journey. And if we can show that story, then, then maybe it will resonate with anyone that walks in that door that, you know what, that I can identify, my life identifies with that struggle or that journey. And if they can do something extraordinary, you know, Maybe I can too. And maybe extraordinary doesn't mean um, some of these lofty things that, that we see and idolize. Maybe it's something very simple. Um, right. And may, maybe it's that standing up for somebody who's being bullied in the hallway. You know, maybe it's just that one act of courage that draws deep within us to say, you know what, I can do something stronger today than maybe I did before. And that's really the true goal is to espouse that, not just within that museum, but for all of us across the country. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and, and for WWE, it's the same. It's it's a responsibility. You know, when COVID first hit, it our chairman, who is my father, of course, our chairman and CEO, Vince McMahon, it wasn't a question of if we would continue to put on our show. It was how. We never right. went off the air. And we are every week. You know, we, we produce a minimum of seven hours of live content every single week. And we found a way to continue to produce that content through COVID. And the main reason why, not only for our partners, but for our fans, people were scared to death. You know, no one knew what COVID was, what was going to happen. Right. And, and we provided that, hopefully we provided a moment of levity, you know, a, a moment to just forget, to just escape. Um, and when we did return to live events in mid-July, in Texas, by the way, um, <laughs> we... Um, you know, we decided our whole campaign was WWE is coming home, home to Houston, home to Dallas, home to Oak City, home to wherever it is, because home is where our fans are. 
You need to go mm. to where the people are, like Charlotte said, to meet them where they are um, and let them know that they matter, that they have an impact. Um, one of the other, uh, you know, programs that we're involved with, it's actually a fund that my husband and I started called Connor's Cure, and it sits with the Bee Foundation, and it's designed to find a cure for pediatric cancer, and it's in honor of a little boy named Connor Mahalik, who was eight years old. He was a WWE fan who stole my heart, and uh, <laughs> fortunately, he lost his life, and um, his dad, I remember saying one time, uh, you know, that WWE provides some levity, you know, for a brief period of time, even if it's only for the few minutes that they're watching, what have you. And his dad stopped me and said, Steph, it lasts a lot longer than that. Mm. And to think that that Connor and his dad had destination programming every week that they could forget about the fact that he was sick and going through everything he was going through. I mean, that's it's such a privilege. It's a privilege oh. to be able to do that. I love that. I, I love that you guys, both both of your organizations can provide that. Now, so speaking just to the WWE, I know Undertaker was at the museum last fall um, because he was the tallest person in the room. We were in, uh, <laughs> down in the, in the reception. I'm like, oh, yeah, there he is. Okay. Uh, but, but he was during that, during the uh, salute to service weekend that we had that was honoring the recipients of the Medal of Honor, as well as our active duty and veteran community. So are there any WWE superstars who are particularly excited about working with the museum and the Medal of Honor recipients? Absolutely, but probably none more so than The Undertaker. Um, <laughs> his dedication and passion is just completely authentic and genuine. He is so grateful to our servicemen yeah. and women. I mean, he just is in, in every possible way. Um, I don't know what inspired him, but that is a, a true passion of his. Um, and there, we have several... Uh, several vets that are a part of WWE. Lacey Evans is one, uh, Montez Ford. We have our chief of staff in our chairman's office. Um, there's, you know, you name it uh, across the board, across the gamut. And, um, you know, we have also worked with higher heroes in the past and, um, you know, a number of different organizations. We, we just try to do everything that we can. That's fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to have you put your crystal balls out now here. Looking down the road five years from now, what outcomes do you hope to see from this partnership between WWE and the museum? Stephanie, that question's for you. <laughs> Great. Well, I hope, I hope that we will have told as many stories as we possibly can over the next several years until the museum actually opens. Maybe, you know, our video packages can be used in the museum. Hopefully they're, they're up to the quality that the museum, you know, is, is looking for. Um, because, you know, I think that going back to storytelling and why it's so important, um, Maya Angelou has this great quote, and I screw it up a little bit, but people will never remember what you said. They'll never remember what you did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And if we can make people feel what they feel inspired, if we can make them feel the courage that they need, you know, to, to do whatever daily task it is, honestly, mm -hmm. there's there's heroic acts every single day, you know, as Charlotte was saying before, and, and you never know when that moment is gonna happen. And if we can help inspire and, and educate and you know, bring awareness and make people feel connected to these true yeah. American heroes, connected to, to the faith and the values that, that bind all of them and, and inspire them to continue that great rich tradition, you know, those, would be, those would be our, well, at least WWE's goals. I, I love that. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Charlotte. 
No, I, I was just going to say I, I agree uh, completely with with Stephanie and you know you know the values of this museum when we talk about it it's it's courage sacrifice and patriotism, and what I would hope for of, of the true value of of why we are doing this is really to bring people together. I think you know today we probably need this in our country more today than we we ever yeah. have and. Mm. You know, we have a tendency right now um, to look out and see across our country all the things that divide us rather than taking a different perspective and see all of the things that unite us. And I hope that this museum, the conversations around the museum, the stories that come out of the museum, the Leadership Institute, that people will appreciate and respect our differences, but more importantly, re-engage the pride in all of us to be American citizens. And I think when we look out on the landscape today, that is all the all the divisiveness in our world that, you know, the things that we get to do just to be able to disagree with each other is right, a privilege. Right. And we yeah, don't true. recognize that, but you can't do that somewhere, someplace else. They right. eliminate you. That's not allowed in other countries. And, and for us, for us to actually recognize those things and to celebrate it and then to create that pride that we all have. Like when you strip away the red and the blue and you strip away you know, the left or the right, we actually all have the same values. This is a bipartisan yeah. effort, 100% supported by everybody. And that is actually the true nature of who we are as a country. And that's what I hope we celebrate. I love that. I love it. All right. So before we wrap up, I want to be respectful of your time. And now we, as we mentioned a bit ago, um, last week, the museum actually broke ground on this project. And I saw the pictures. You ladies look lovely right there. And it was an event that happened on the same day that we observed National Medal of Honor Day. So that was March 25th. And to see 15 Medal of Honor recipients dig their shovels into the ground that was from soil from all over the country, where a building will soon rise in her honor. And you guys were there in person and saw it. It's like seeing a promise fulfilled. What was the moment like for the both of you? Steph, well, you want to go first? <laughs> I, I will. And, and let me just say, you know, Charlotte is so much more than just a part of it. She, she is one of the reasons, the biggest reason why it's happening. Sure. And she helped organize all of that from the reception to the groundbreaking. And I, if I know her the way I think I do, she, down to every detail and the sand and the, you know, the logo in the middle of the sand, I guarantee you she had her hands all over it. Um, so for me to be sitting in the audience and to watch her and to see Chris Cassidy and to mm -hmm. see the joint, the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and President Bush and to hear everyone speak and tell their story, I think that the best stories probably came from, uh, from General Brady. He was so... <laughs> funny um, <laughs> so i mean it's incredible what a storyteller he is we should yeah exactly camera the whole time and yeah and we'd be fine um but i just left feeling humbled and inspired i mean th those Love are the, the two words just humbled and inspired and when you look at someone who looks just like a regular everyday person and then you hear their story it's remarkable you know you just can't imagine what they've been through and, and what those moments were like and all for us, all to protect our freedoms, you know, that, that we, we exist as a country because of these men and women um, right. and their courage and their patriotism. And it's, that is always so humbling to me and so important to remember. Well, thank you, Stephanie, for that, because, um, you know, um, 
as as in the weeds as sometimes you can get on a big project of making sure I meant that everything complimentary. is great. <laughs> well, it's, well, I know it's true. It's like, but but you do. You know, I mean, when you want things to be to be great, you're like everything is important. Everything matters, and to step away from it and for just seeing people in in the space, the recipients especially, but everybody there, just that overwhelming sense of pride that everyone had. I mean, it's like everybody stood taller. Everybody was just had this incredible humility of being proud to be an American and being proud of the people that represented our country and being honored by, that, by being in the same room of some of these people that have just done extraordinary things that it was humbling. And it just gave you this immense sense of like, wow, I can do so much more. You know, it was just so empowering that like, I, you know, I, I think I'm doing a lot, but man, oh my gosh, can I do more? And it just gave you just such a great feeling of, of confidence, a feeling of like inspiring the courage, you know, that is within us. And, you know, I think one of the greatest things General Brady um, says, and that he said during that time was that, you know, we are not all born equal and we are certainly not all born with equal opportunity. But God has blessed us all with an unlimited amount of courage. And it is our decision on if we choose to draw upon that courage to do something that is either uncomfortable or can be extraordinary. And it's within each of us. We, we don't have to be special to do it. It is there. We just need to know that it's there and to be confident that we can actually use it. And that to me is what that was about. And everybody coming together, it was just truly inspirational. Yeah, that is phenomenal. And yeah, Brady, he's a wild card, but I love him. He's <laughs> <so great. laughs> yeah, I, I watched the live stream and I, I will not lie. There were both tears and goosebumps, uh, more of one than the other. But man, it was that was a well done event. And I'm so glad that you guys had the chance to be there in person and see that. And for those of you who didn't get a chance to watch the live stream, it is still on our Facebook page where you can watch the entire ceremony and go to facebook.com slash M-O-H museum and the video is pinned to the top. Uh, Stephanie and Charlotte, I have to say I have enjoyed every second of this conversation, preparing for it and actually getting here to, to talk to you. And I'm so excited for our listeners. So thank you both for joining us. Stephanie, I know I speak on behalf of all of those listening that I'm excited to tune in to watch WrestleMania 38 this Saturday and Sunday for the most stupendous two-night event in WrestleMania history in Arlington at AT&T Stadium. And for our local listeners, there is still time to buy tickets and you can go to SeatGeek. But I also need to clarify that Ronda Rousey is fighting a different Charlotte in the ring, not our Charlotte. So I just want to make sure we knew that. Um, Charlotte, you know, it's always an honor to have you on our podcast, even though we speak about division and we have different uh, teams for for whom we root. Um, be sure to follow the WWE and the museum on our social media to stay up to date on the latest happenings with this epic partnership. And for the folks who want to learn more about the National Medal of Honor Museum, you can head on over to mohmuseum.org for all the latest updates and find out how you can join our mission to inspire America. Subscribe today and you can join us the next time on the Mission Inspire podcast. But please, ladies, thank you so much for your time and for everything that you bring to this partnership and to your individual organizations and to our country as a whole to help tell these stories. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much for the opportunity.